On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the triple P. What is that I hear you ask? It is perfectionism, procrastination, and people-pleasing. Can you relate to one of those or all of those? If you said all of them, you'd be kind of right on the right track there because I'm going to be talking about what underlies each one of those things because they're pretty similar and how they interact with each other. So let's have a meaningful conversation about Triple P. Welcome to Let's Talk, Meaningful Conversations with Mary Burton. I'm your host, Mary, and this is a really good subject that I think a lot of people struggle with and they don't often talk about. Because let's start off with perfectionism. If you believe what social science researcher Brene Brown says about perfectionism, she says what's underneath it is actually deep shame. And the shame is about the fact that a person actually believes that they can never make a mistake. And if they make a mistake, they're deeply shamed about it. They shame themselves. Can you relate to that? I think it's really interesting with perfectionism because we're all human. And as part of being a human being, we actually need to make mistakes. In fact, I personally believe that making a mistake is often how we learn. I don't think that's a reason to set out and say, oh, well, I'm going to make as many mistakes as I can so I can be a really evolved human being. But I actually think it's about saying when I make a mistake, because I am human and I'm not expected to be perfect, nor should I expect myself to be perfect, then I can look at it in a different way rather than being ashamed, rather than being angry with myself, rather than being annoyed. I can look at it as an opportunity to grow and to learn and to develop. When we live in deep shame, we need to hide things. So for those of you who really struggle with perfectionism, this is something that people don't often know about you or it's something that you will pridefully say, oh, yeah, I'm a perfectionist. I like to get things really well. So A-type personalities like to do things well. In fact, I would say that some people would think I'm an A-type personality, but there's a difference between being a perfectionist and a person who does things well. So a person who does things well, that would definitely be me, is someone who says, like with this podcast, I want to put out a quality production. But the difference between that and me being a perfectionist is saying I'll do 500 takes on the one thing. Now, yeah, I do lots of takes on on some of these things, but I'm aware that I fumble sometimes and I say um a lot and I might repeat myself. And when I listen back to myself speaking, the perfectionist in me wants to say, that's terrible, nobody's going to like that, what are people going to say? And yet the more evolved part of me says, I did the best job that I can. So if you're picking up what I'm putting down, I'm saying that one of the antidotes to perfectionism is being kind to yourself. So self-validation or self-compassion. So the thread that runs through all three of these things, perfectionism, procrastination and people-pleasing, is this idea that we need to be validated by others. So it's this need to have others see us as good enough. 
So you think about perfectionism. When a person gets an A on their assignment, a perfectionist will say, I should have got an A plus. And instead of celebrating, they will say, I'm not good enough. I could have done better. What's happening there in my understanding of perfectionism is that the person's saying, who am I without being perfect? So if you see that I've made a mistake, if you see that I didn't do better than everybody else, if you see that I'm not perfect, then I'm not good enough. And so a perfectionist is often striving for everybody to tell them they are worthy and they're good enough. And this is why the antidote to this idea of other validation or external validation is internal or self-validation. Self-validation says, I'm doing the best I can, I'm trying really hard and I'm putting in lots of effort and if I don't do as well as someone else, that's not the sum of who I am. So think about what I've just said there. Our job, our grades, our perfect homes, children, outfits, they tell a message to other people and when that message is the sum of all of us, so when we're saying I am only as good as my well-behaved children or I'm only as good as my fantastic education or my high-flying career, if that is the sum of who we are, when one of those things isn't good, so if the kid plays up, if you don't get the best grade, if you are made redundant, then your worth falls away. So let me talk now about procrastination and how it interacts incredibly with perfectionism. Think of the pressure a person who is struggling with perfectionism is under, that they put themselves under. So in order to be loved, in order to be seen as worthy, they need to get everything perfect. And they're often comparing themselves against everybody else or a version of what they believe everyone else is thinking. And they put themselves under so much pressure that they feel overwhelmed. Now, when our brain becomes overwhelmed, we turn to mush and we don't think very clearly. And what often happens is when the perfectionist says, I need to do this thing and I need to do it really well, and they feel really overwhelmed, they will get distracted. So you think of a job that needs to be done. And uh, I don't know how many times I speak to a person who says, I've got a pile of washing or a cupboard to be cleaned or a job to be done. And they say, I've got to get it right. And if I don't get it right, I may as well do nothing. And so they don't do anything and they'll find a million other things to do. What about students who say, I know I've got to write that assignment and to sit down and look at that blank screen and if I don't get that perfect, I will suddenly distract myself with YouTube or gaming and they will then feed into the very thing that they're frightened of, which is other people not thinking they're good enough, not getting that good enough grade, not having the home looking perfectly. A lot of procrastinators will say, oh, it's okay, I work best under pressure. And that can be true with some people because when we are under a bit of pressure, we release some really interesting neurochemicals like cortisol and adrenaline, and they actually do motivate us to move more quickly and to become more hyper-focused. 
But when we use this, so this idea of pressure as a way of motivating ourselves, it's not good for us because, again, our brain turns to mush. So we go a little bit limbic. So we we are motivated in a different part of the brain. And that part of the brain doesn't think as clearly, as logically or as rationally. So if you're struggling with perfectionism, and you move into procrastination, one of the things you need to do is calm and soothe yourself. So the part of the brain that's just started to become triggered, that's the limbic system, the amygdala, that part needs to be calmed and soothed. So to distract yourself for a little bit and go and do something for a short period of time can be really helpful. So no more than 10 to 15 minutes. So you can go watch something funny on YouTube. You can go for a walk outside. You can have a cup of tea. And then remember what I said the antidote is, is you've got to self-validate. So go look yourself in the mirror and say something like, I'm doing the best that I can. I do not need to get this perfect, nor can I actually achieve perfectionism. Actually, while I'm talking like this, let me ask you, if you're a perfectionist, do you actually believe that we can really be a perfect person, that we can really get a perfect mark, that we can really do things perfectly all the time? Because we're setting ourselves up for failure if the answer is yes. So this is why looking yourself in the mirror. So there's some research that says when you eyeball yourself, when you look yourself in the eye with soft eyes, so don't frown at yourself and give yourself the evil eye, you want to look at yourself very softly as if you were looking at a friend and you say some kind things like, okay, you've got this, go take a break and then do the best that you can. And it is okay if you make a mistake, it is okay if you don't do this perfectly because you're a human and humans are okay to make mistakes. They're actually meant to make mistakes. Okay, let's move on to people pleasing. So the common thread between all these three things is this idea of other validation versus self-validation. The old people pleaser struggles the most with the need to please other people, the need to get the validation from others and say you've done very well. I just want to say that there's nothing wrong with having people say you've done a good job. There's nothing wrong with getting good grades. There's nothing wrong with having a clean home. But when it moves into a place where you're not okay, unless you are making everyone else happy at the expense of yourself, that's when it's turned into this triple P threat. So with people pleasing, that's when it's turned into something that's not healthy. So people-pleasing is when we want to do something kind for someone, do something helpful, we want to serve someone at the expense of ourselves. Now, people-pleasing in the short term, so people-pleasing in a balanced way, is actually healthy. So people-pleasing when you're feeding a baby in the middle of the night, that's actually a good thing. So you're saying for the short term and for the good of this child, I'm actually going to put them first because they need this more than I do. And is it going to cost me something? Yup. I'm prepared to pay that because that's balanced, that's healthy. But when it's something like, 
I'm actually going to not tell my truth. I'm actually going to run myself ragged into the ground. I'm actually going to not listen to my body when my body's telling me no because I'm scared of what others will think. I'm scared of what others will say about me. That's when it turns into unbalanced and unhealthy. And we all have our own limits. So this goes through stages. So at different times of our life or different times of the year when we're busier than others, it's really important to take stock of where we're actually at in the service of others. If you listen to the episode that I did on selfishness versus selflessness, I talk about the balance there where When we're serving others, when we're doing something and we're doing it because we want to be generous, we want to be kind, we want to be loving, we actually can monitor that really well. And as humans, we're we're designed to be connected with other people. We're designed to be generous and, and loving. And so when we're monitoring that in a way where we say, I'm going to say no to certain things so that I can get my energy back, and then I'm going to say yes then we can continue like that and we can keep that up for quite a long time. What happens when we don't monitor what's happening inside and we are driven by that external validation is that we lose sight of what's happening and we often disconnect with what's happening in our own mental health state and in our bodies. There are some ways that we can check in with internal validation So there are some mantras some people say, some people will use scripture, some people will use positive affirmation, some people will use practices that reinforce positive thoughts about themselves. And for many people in the people-pleasing world, it's really foreign. And research says you don't actually have to believe what you're saying at first if you want to create a new neural pathway that is about positivity in your mind. So for instance, if you really do believe you are worthless and you're hopeless and you're no good, it's going to take some time to undo the neural pathways that have already been created and hardwired in your brain. But here's how you do it. Every single day, you look yourself in the mirror, you sit with your eyes closed, you spend time going internally and you say some really kind things to yourself. You can actually do this through journaling as well where you say some really kind things as if you were talking to a friend and you say things like, I'm worthy, I'm good enough, I'm trying the best that I can. When we're saying encouraging things to ourselves over and over again, it starts to create new neural pathways and that does take time and it takes repetition. So you don't actually have to believe it at first, but you continue to say something to yourself over and over again and it starts to become your new normal. So it's worth having a go at. And what it will do, it's not going to stop this idea of perfectionism, procrastination or people-pleasing straight away, but it will start to question the pathway that you've been on. So the pathway that you've been on generally, if you're in that triple P thing, is that you're needing other people to tell you that you're good enough. You're needing other people to validate your existence here on earth. If you start to do that for yourself, where you say, actually, 
I am okay. So this isn't egotistical and I think that's really important to say that the opposite of a people pleaser or a perfectionist or a procrastinator isn't somebody who's so up themselves and says they're better than anyone because that's the opposite. That's really unbalanced as well. That's egotistical. What I'm suggesting is balance sounds like I'm aware that I can make mistakes. I'm aware that I can sometimes distract myself and procrastinate with things. I'm aware that sometimes I rely on other people to tell me I'm good enough and I want to try something different. And you can try this as well. And this is a path that, again, doesn't happen on its own, but if you are consistent with it and you give it a whirl, it will start to change. So let me just wrap this up here. What does a people pleaser need to hear? What does a perfectionist long for? What does a procrastinator really need to understand? You need to hear, I'm doing the best that I can. You need to be self-compassionate. You need to be kind. You need to speak to yourself as if you are your own best friend. I don't think you would ever say to a friend when they come to you saying, I'm really struggling to get everything done perfectly. Yeah, you're an idiot and you need to try harder. I don't think we'd ever do that to a friend, but boy, oh boy, we often do that to ourselves. And so to slow things down in your mind, observe what you're telling yourself, and then try, just try, so it's not gonna come naturally, to speak kindly to yourself, that will start to undo the pattern of the triple P. This episode is a production for Mary Burton Psychotherapy and Counselling, hosted by me, Mary Burton. Audio production and sound design by Joshua Burton, social media by Raleigh Ranaletto, theme song composed by Gavin Luke, and online digital content by Brianna Burton. For more information or resources on today's topic, visit maryburton.com.au.